0: Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV. Make clips and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv.
1: You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys.
0: We have made it to episode number 158. We are full of in here. And uh we got a big show coming up as we have we finally have for the first time. I promise you, I have verified that there is audio of Jeff Mosier from 975 The Fanatic and Eagle Scouting Nest. He will be joining us, he has some interesting takes on Mr. Fletcher Cox and so do we, as uh, I look to my, well, my dead center, actually, and I see the hefe in charge of BleedingGreenNation.com, Mr. Brandley Lee Gouton joining us today. What's happened to BLJ?
1: John, you don't see me at all. We turned the cameras off.
0: Oh, that's right. No, we did. We it was we we freaked ourselves out because we had Skype on, then our cameras turned on, uh, and then we masturbated for over an hour. No, that's not true. But what is true is that there is a draft party that is, man, it is coming up real, real quick. We are less than two weeks away from the draft on April 28th, Thursday, all of us will be there. The whole BGN crew, uh, the BGN friends and family. Uh, We're going to have a lot of crazy things going on. PhillyInfluencer.com, Sean Brace. That whole crew is going to be there. It's going down at Nick's Roast Beef on Cotman Avenue. uh, 2210 Cotman Avenue, to be exact, in the Northeast. We're giving away... Eagles tickets to the home opener. That's the big main prize. We got skull shavers. We've got uh, barbecue sauces. We've got a whole boatload of things to give away, along with just having fun, drinking some beers. Hopefully, uh, everybody will be happy leaving once the Eagles pick at eight or five or two or one or wherever this thing kind of ends up. But it's going to be a great time. And I got to tell you, if you're out there and you haven't bought a BGN Philly influencer draft party t shirt, these things are going quickly. And the deadline for them is April 18th. That's Monday. That's uh, Monday coming up at noon Eastern. So your orders have to be in by then so you can come and pick up your T-shirts. And people have been asking us, hey, you guys going to be selling those there? We're not. We can't. It's it's such a limited opportunity. It's a limited... uh, Plus, uh, think of it this way. If you walked in there and we didn't have your size, that'd be a big bummer. So this way... In order to ahead of time, pick it up, wear it with pride, and of course, like I said before, if you did pick one of those uh, t-shirts up, we're gonna be, or at least I will, I'll be throwing you a beer or food or or something like that. So again, April twenty eighth, Nick's Roast Beef in the Northeast, twenty two ten, Cotton Avenue, BLG. Now that that is out of the way, uh, I'm kind of thankful that we, you know, I moving on from some of the quarterback discussion. Although that's, am I'm, I'm pretty sure we're still gonna be talking about that a little bit throughout this week here. Uh, the major thing is Howard Eskin came out with a report. I know there's been other reports with Fletcher Cox and be either being close to a deal, but Howard comes out and says he turned down a $60 million guaranteed contract, uh, and then his agent goes on WIP and comes on with Mike and Ike and says, uh, well, actually, basically blasts the whole reports and has to explain to everybody what exactly the guaranteed contract is and is it fully guaranteed and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I don't know, what do you make of this kind of whole situation? you more on the reporting side, the agent side? Where do you stand on this?
1: Well, I think uh, that, uh, Todd France, who is Fletcher Cox's agent, had a couple of good points about how uh, Eskin kind of claimed that uh, Todd France is kind of trying to get this unbelievable, quote-unquote, deal for Fletcher Cox in order to help Todd France's other clients. And I guess kind of Todd France pointed out that he doesn't really have other defensive linemen uh, clients who are up for big contracts. So, you know, that part might not add up. Uh, There's also the part about, you know, Howard Eskin said 60 million guaranteed, over 100 million. You know, those details, maybe they are right. I don't know. Uh, It's not even like Todd France like boldly denied them. He kind of like danced around it. But I think the issue is. And I think Fletcher Cox even tweeted this. He said something about the devil being in the details or something. But that's the truth. I mean, you look at these contracts in today's NFL. We always talk about it. They're like toilet paper. I think Matt says that all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's true, though, I mean, because you have these guarantees, and it's ridiculous that we even call them guarantees because they're, <laughs> they're not actually fully guaranteed because you have to be on the roster by this date to get it, just like Colin Kaepernick. We just saw that with him in San Francisco. So just because, you know, Fletcher Cox, quote-unquote, turns down 60000000 million doesn't mean he's actually turning down $60 million. We don't know the exact structure and things like that. And really, there's just really no rush. Like, why is this coming up, like, this week? There's really no – there's because it's slow and there's nothing else to talk about. There's really no pressure for a deal to get done anytime soon. The Eagles can still franchise him uh, next offseason. I can't believe we're already talking about that, but if that's the worst-case scenario <laughs> – and that's that's in play. So, really, there's, there's just really no need to panic or get upset about anything.
0: Yeah, and it sparked a lot of different kind of conversations, too, not only just with the contract. First of all, even more to the point, just look at Lane Johnson's contract. You know, that's not fully guaranteed oh, yeah. either. And when, when that came out, we were all kind of like, oh, man, that's a lot of money. Oh, actually, no, it's no, it's not. So, we can't even react to the guaranteed money anymore. It used to be like, hey, this is what this guy's making for the entire contract. And nowadays, when those things come out, it's like, well, What's the fully reserved? Is it How much of it is a roster bonus? How much of it is if he gets injured? How much is this? How much is that? So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect if for a guy that, you know, seemed to be, and I think Jimmy had said this too, uh, was happy with $8 million. You should be happy with $8 million a year playing in the NFL. The guy offered you $60 million fully guaranteed. Uh, I think everybody would have expected him to jump on that. I think he'd be stupid not to. Uh, and this is kind of sparked another discussion now for whatever reason, and we're doing it again this year. Last year it was with Marcus Mariota, which, again, I was fully on board if it took Fletcher Cox to go get Marcus Mariota. Yes, and we've been we've had that conversation a million times. It's followed along now, and there are some that believe that, the, the, you know, I, I, this is what I don't understand, is people eventually don't think that he's worth this kind of money. Even so, like a $15 million cap a year or 14, wherever it ends up being, where, you know, you hear Adama Kinsu, you hear uh, Marcel Darius and Gerald McCoy and some of those guys that are right around that range. BLG, is there, I mean, (laughs) for uh, a lot of the folks, and the majority of Eagles fans that have, were so against what happened last year and quote-unquote getting rid of talent, uh, but somehow they're okay with either trading them for a quarterback, that you it is it is no no like home run shot here at all because people have trouble trying to put uh, you know whence is better or Koff is better or something. Connor Cook is better or Lynch or whatever that's uh, around there. So you have that going on. Plus, they don't want that cap number for a defensive player. I don't understand it. You know, like of course you're gonna have to pay. He's I mean he is a uh, on his way to probably being a Hall of Famer if this play continues. I think people might have get you know, buried in the stat sheet here. But why is this such a popular topic again? Why is it that we're always trying to trade the best? of the best defensive tackles in the league here?
1: Three words, John. Slow news day. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, like, there's just really nothing else to talk about. So it kind of comes up also because he's the Eagles biggest trade piece. I mean, you know, we talk about not having a, the Eagles, not having a second round pick and everything and. And it, that does hurt, you know, if they're gonna try to trade up. So they're gonna kind of need, you know, something more. And I think people will just jump to him being the next thing, but it's not gonna happen. It's just not. Uh, I I've written this on the site. I was told last year that Cox was not offered in that Mariota deal. I know it was reported otherwise, but I, I I I heard, and I firmly believe he was not part of that offer. Uh, and that was when Chip Kelly was head coach and was willing to trade anyone. You know now, Howie Roseman, who drafted Fletcher Cox, and that's pretty much like his star, his star draft pick out of all the draft picks he's ever made. I mean, there's just no way they trade this guy. Uh, not only because of uh, money and all, but just I mean, this is a guy who's really, and I think we kind of underrate this and just doesn't get reported as much. I mean, Fletcher Cox is really respected in that locker room, and and the organization and I think uh it's it's even been said that he's uh, Jeffrey Lurie is a big fan of him personally so I mean this is a guy who is just I just can't see them getting rid of him uh I I see where the debate comes in about you know oh is a defensive tackle really worth this much and and uh you know obviously people are going to say you know a franchise quarterback you need to do anything you can to get him and that, there's some truth to that. I mean, if we're talking in a vacuum here and you can give me a franchise quarterback who's, you know, one of the best in the league or Fletcher Cox, I mean, obviously, I think everyone's going to take the best in the league quarterback. But the problem is, obviously, we don't know that. We don't know if one of these guys in this class is going to be that. Obviously, you don't feel that way, John. I don't know. Um, I don't think the Eagles are going, it's not even a possibility to me. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't even put a chance on it. Or if I did, it would be really low. I just I don't see it happening.
0: Well, before we get into more of this, because I have some other thoughts on that too, and I just want to, you know, try and bring us all to, back to reality. Uh, one man that uh, that does that on a week to week basis, and we are glad to have him. I want to say for the first time, but it, uh, this is really the first time that he's coming on. See, so it's presented to you by Clipit, our great sponsor. Again, one of the hottest apps that is available out there. There's no need to be vining against the computer screen. There's no need to be vining against. The, the television anymore, and forget the squiggly lines. You have full 30-second HD clips that you create on your own, which is why we are trying to find yesterday when somebody, some dummy put out that, hey, uh, you know, the Todd McShay was saying that, uh, you know, it's a lock that or something like that, that the Eagles are going to trade up for the Browns for Ezekiel Elliott, too. And we are trying to go through it, and thank God, Clip, it was there because we went through three hours of live television. Guess what? Didn't say a word. And uh, e- even if he did, we could have shared it right there, and it would have been uh, amazing. And that's why it's it's one of the best apps that's available. It's live TV in the palm of your hand. Clip it, watch it, share it, and clip it. It is just that easy. And uh, my apologies to our next guest here. <laughs> he got kapatiate, as we had mentioned on the, uh, the previous episode, and it hasn't happened in two years, but we are taking every precaution now, and hopefully uh, you will actually hear his voice for the first time on the BGN Radio, Airwaves uh, from 97.5, The Fanatic, and also the Eagles Scouting Nest, Mr. Jeff Mosier joining us. Jeff, what's happening, man? How are you?
2: Hey, man, I'm good. And you can be blank in the same company as chokapati it's
0: all right so <laughs> well that's what we were uh, we were going back and forth too it's it's a good omen right like he gets hired by ESPN you're gonna get the call next it's uh you know it's it's gonna be a good thing
2: here tell me where I signed
0: <laughs> well uh y- you know we uh we were been talking about Fletcher Cox a lot and I think that's been the kind of hottest topic of the week here but what do you uh what do you make of this situation overall here Jeff
2: well, you know, John, the, I guess the hot report is that Fletcher has turned down a contract of $100 million with $60 million guaranteed. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of hot air in the contract uh, talk business, and it, it's always the case. I mean, $60 million guaranteed is, um, I believe, what Ndamukong Su got guaranteed, maybe even a little more, and then close to also Marcel Darius' money. So, you know, I, I, Fletcher Cox is definitely top five DT in the NFL, and it's quite possible he's looking to get paid like a top five DT. Where I would stop and and really look at this carefully from um, an outsider and a public standpoint of view is: Did he really turn down sixty million guaranteed? Because that's guaranteed money is um, is also a hot air term. There's fully guaranteed. There's guaranteed for injury only. There's guaranteed if you're on the roster by a certain date. And from my understanding, Fletcher Cox was not offered $60 million. Wow. Fully guaranteed. Okay. Okay, That's fully guaranteed means you're getting that money. No ifs ands or buts. You get that money, which I believe is what Ndamukong Suga did. No matter what happens, he's getting got $60 million with his contract. Um, Well, from my understanding, it's more like the, if Fletcher Cox reaches every single if and or but in the contract, it would have been $60 million. Um, But the actual fully guaranteed amount, which I don't know and will not claim to, I'm going to guess is significantly less And that. And that's where the cat and mouse game goes on. But just for perspective, John, let's, let's break this down to see what Fletcher Cox is probably evaluating, right? We know he's on the books next year for about $8 million, a little bit less than that, 7.9, okay? So if he wants a big, big, big contract, he's going to have to hit free agency like everybody does, like Stu did. He is under contract for one year, and then you have the idea that the Eagles can use the franchise tag in the following year. So if Fletcher Cox really wants to hit it big in free agency and get $60 million fully guaranteed, he's probably two years away from it meaning next year. And then the franchise tag year, cause I'm sure the Eagles wouldn't mind franchise tagging if they had to $16 million. Uh, it's 13.5 this year would probably be 16 the next year based on how the, how it goes up. Um, so if the Eagles are thinking 8 million this year, 16 next year under the tag, that's 24 million over two years. That's 12 million a year. That's pretty good for a top five player. They can do that. Well, so, so for Fletcher Cox, the, to be able to make $24 million over a two-year. He knows that the Eagles control him for at least two years and 24, and possibly a third year, because you can use the franchise tag twice. Now, what you would have to do is pay that player the franchise tag plus 20% more if they decide to use it for a second year in a row. So in three years from now, let's say the tag would probably go up a little bit again. It would be around $18.5 million, plus you could probably make it $20 for the 20%. But now we're talking about Three years, 45 million. Okay. So the, Fletcher Cox knows that the Eagles can retain him for three more years at $45 million. Why in the hell would he turn down 60 million? It would make no sense because it's a long time to wait three years. But you have to stay completely healthy and you'd have to be productive for three straight years before you went to free agency and then scored that really big haul, which, you know, three years from now. Guaranteed money for him fully on the 3 agent market might be $70 million. Who knows? But to me, in the NFL, that's a long ways away, and it's hard to stay healthy. So if he was really, truly offered $60 million, fully guaranteed, and he didn't sign it right now, he didn't have his head
0: examined. Oh, so yeah.
2: that's why I don't think <laughs> I don't think he turned down sixty million dollars fully guaranteed at all.
0: No, there's no, there's no way that I. I that's pretty much how I feel too. There's no way because it felt like a. I, I don't know if you remember like the Evan Mathis situation. Even before it got to you know the whole chip debacle and back and forth, there was reports out there that. He had, he was turning down a new contract to keep him in there, and that none of that added up either. This really doesn't add up. So, are, are you basically thinking? You know, oh, Todd France's agent went on the air and basically was saying a lot of the a lot of the same things. Do you think there's any? Uh, I, I guess do you think that's genuine?
2: Yeah, I believe Todd. I actually, you know, I believe the agent in this case because again, if if the offer was sixty million guaranteed. I don't see any rational reason why Fletcher Cox would turn that down. I mean, it was just a couple of years ago he was talking about playing this year for $8 million and how that's a good sum of money. Who wouldn't want to pay for $8 million? So now maybe that was a little hot air on his part. The bottom line is $60 million right now when you're potentially three years away from free agency is an absolute rock solid money amount to sign for. And he would have been crazy not to so i really do believe the agent i believe that you know 60 million might be what it's all said and done but a lot of guys never ever see that money what's really important is the fully guaranteed money and i have no idea what the eagles are offering that's fully guaranteed and you know those numbers i just gave you it almost it doesn't even make sense for the eagles to offer him 60 million fully guaranteed right now when they know how far he is from free agency so this is the cat and mouse game, you know. It's I'm sure the Eagles have put together something that they think is fair for Fletcher, but also recognizes the fact that he really can't hit the big market for uh, you know at least two years and probably three.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, we I, we don't disagree at all. <laughs> that's that's uh, damn it. It's, I know, I know. We wanted to come in here and, and rumble, but maybe maybe we can do it with this because there's been a lot of. You know, draft rumors that if it's that time of the year. You know, we're, we're about two weeks away. Everything's kind of flying off the handle. Uh, you're starting to hear murmurs of, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, the Eagles actually being more in play for that. Uh, I know last week when we were talking, there was a lot of quarterback talk. There was is a smokescreen. Is there not? Have the Eagles basically positioned themselves now into being, you know, they, they, nobody knows what exactly they're doing and that's kind of how they want it. Is that the game they're playing right now?
2: Yeah, it's funny because we did we we talked about that a little bit last week's podcast. I got eaten up by the computer, but nowadays um, there are so many. Everybody's visits are out there in the media. Everybody's private workouts are out there in the media. So you can't use any kind of information like that as smokescreen or not. I mean, you just don't know because it's pretty much all out there. So it's it's kind of a brilliant way for teams to avoid. Um, really, to be able to smoke screen if they want, or avoid being smoke because there's just you just don't know. I mean, the, the only one thing I find interesting is that it's very clear the Eagles have put it out there uh, through not through words necessarily, but through actions, and these reports that of that they're in, interested in quarterbacks. They've worked them all out. They've done private workouts. They've done everything you can. Dinners in Fargo, which I wish I would have been a part of, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then also. A report, I guess today that just came out that they're in love with Ezekiel Elliott, um, which is such a, w- a strange and cryptic report. Like they love everybody loves Ezekiel. Have you heard anybody say anything bad about Ezekiel Elliott? He's, yeah. No, he's other, probably the safest uh, player to take. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> other than he may so or what, may not have a Molly addiction, that's the only other thing that's been uh, Right, Brad, except for yeah. that—that's yeah. small thing. Hey,
2: for the NFL, that's nothing. Um, <laughs> So my point on that is, it's just it's very strange to me that the most buzz you hear with the Eagles, well, not strange, but it, I think it's interesting that the most buzz you hear with the Eagles is for offensive players. Don't hear much about defensive linemen yet, um, not much about cornerbacks. So it makes me think that if, there is a, a, if we are going to play conspiracy theorists there, uh, it sure seems like the Eagles through the media have somehow Communicated offensive player, quarterback, running back. Love this running back. Love these quarterbacks. Want to trade up, but you don't hear much about defensive players. So right. it makes me kind of wonder if there's a smoke screen if that's what it is about.
0: That's a, It's a possibility. I know Les uh, Bowen kind of hinted at that a couple of weeks ago. It's like all of a sudden uh, we're talking about all this stuff, and then and they draft you know Shaq Lawson, <laughs> or they don't. You know they stay at it and do that.
2: Can you rule out any? Is there a player that you would rule out a position you would say? I'd be disappointed if the Eagles took this position. I, I can, I don't think there's one I can think
0: of. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they have, it, it is, it is in their spot right now. Even if it was a linebacker, then they try, Ended up saying, ah, "I guess we'll just trade back down." Oh sure. They, yeah, sure. If Miles Jack is there, yeah. Are <laughs> kidding it, me? You know? Absolutely. Yeah, there is not one player that I wouldn't dislike it. it. And that even includes some of the quarterbacks. I think I'd be, I think I'd be eventually okay with. I wouldn't like it in, initially, but. I wouldn't fault them for being like, okay, I'm going to take the quarterback here. But uh,
2: I think the only way the Eagles could screw this up and really disappoint people is if they wind up taking somebody in the top ten or at eight that you just met, like you know, like Reggie Ragland or someone who's <laughs> kind of that ten to fifteen yeah. or some guy like a Marcus Smith type pick where you just never thought that guy was going to go that high.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's 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 we just needed to end basically. We needed to get here so we can just kind of digest everything look over some tapes and more and do all that. Jeff, we appreciate the time as always, buddy, and we'll uh, we'll try and see you next week. Thanks, J.B. Talk to you soon. See, that's what I'm saying. Jeff's not a believer either, you know, <laughs> and he's on Todd Francis' side, as you as I think we all should. I don't think there's any negotiating going on through the media. I And just like Jeff was saying, too, there's no reason to do that now. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they threw out an offer there that they thought was fair while they were signing everybody. Maybe they wanted to include Fletcher, with all the homegrown talent signings, just to see if they could get a deal done. But, uh, you know, they can still, they have this year, they can take it, tag them next year. They can tag them the year after, too, if they really, really want to. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's pretty much under Eagles' control here. That being said, I just want to shift back for a second because we were talking about his value versus a quarterback and, and all of that stuff. And look, this is something that, it's, it's one of my pet peeves here, too, because there is a, during this whole entire draft season, We have constantly talked about, yes, I do agree that the quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. It is not a passing league. It is a QB league. and If you don't have one, you're not going that far. But that doesn't mean that the QB can do it all on its own. And I think that we kind of forget about these things. It's not like the – and I'm not using Denver as the outlier. That was a fantastic defense. I don't think the Eagles are anywhere close to that. I don't think that's their philosophy here either. Uh, Interesting to note that, you know, Jeff did kind of say – kind of a, do the same things on how they're constantly in the rumors with offensive players and not defensive ones. So that could be something interesting at draft night, but regardless the QB spot here, I mean, unless you're, you, this, it keeps coming up that like, you have to find the top five guys in this league. You have to find and in this draft, which it just, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and and to trade a guy like Fletcher Cox, who has the talent of every, probably every single quarterback in this draft is ludicrous. You need pieces still. You need things. Ben Roethlisberger still needs help. Tom Brady still needs help. Gronkowski is no slouch. Antonio Brown just doesn't grow on trees. You know, Martavius Bryant, PEDs or not, doesn't grow on trees. Le'Veon Bell doesn't either. Like, those are all core players on that offense. There's a reason why his numbers are better than the past two seasons since they've been there since they haven't been. This is what I, this is what drives me nuts. BLG is like, yes, quarterbacks the ultimate position, but not if they're not fucking good, <laughs> you know. Like, well, if the Eagles believe, if the Eagles believe it's their guy, they have to go up and get him. What kind of cop out answer is that? That that means literally nothing. That means nothing. That you're hiding behind an opinion. I don't care what you know. Uh, all due respect to thinks about the. Uh, the faith faced or whatever the hell he was talking about. Carson Wentz has nothing to do with him being a football player. It doesn't evaluate him on a talent level whatsoever. Remember this. Remember this. This is why Fletcher Cox is important because maybe, maybe he's going to be more important than anything that they choose in this draft. And I'm including Zeke and everybody else in there. You don't let these guys go. We just went through this again. There's no way you trade or don't resign Fletcher Cox. He's not going anywhere. That being said, BLG, I hate to dig up old, old wounds, but uh, it's, Uh-oh. it's kind of odd that along with quarterbacks and along this shuffle, why is Sam Bradford not good enough? <laughs> why is Sam Bradford not? And I'm not saying like, oh, overall, no. Sam overall, Bradford overall, debate
1: number, what, what are we on? One
0: million, uh, five hundred and sixty eight. I'm actually not trying to have a Bradford debate so much as like, I don't know. It just feels like he's kind of getting lost in the shuffle here and not that. Uh, you know, we we don't need to have that debate again. But, I mean, I mean are you really going to take a guy that's going to – like, it just emphasizes my point more or less. Why the hell would you ta- – why is a guy so good that he needs to sit for a year behind Sam Bradford? You know, that's uh, – to me, the guy that's replacing that needs to start immediately. And this philosophy that they're not even just – exemplifies, I think, what Ben and I have been saying for a long time of just like – if they're in your laps, fine. Uh, but there's no reason to trade assets like Fletcher Cox or future draft picks for any of these quarterbacks.
1: I don't know if you feel that way, though. I think it's important they get a quarterback. Um, So I'm on a different wavelength than you guys. I'm not saying they need to trade Fletcher Cox. One
0: of these quarterbacks. I want to keep it in one of these,
1: one of these quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Possibly. I'm not the biggest draft guy, so I can't tell you. I'm not an expert. I can't tell you. I know... You know, I read a lot, so I I read guys like Mike Mayock saying that he believes Jared Goff and Carson Wentz can be franchise quarterbacks, and I mean, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, Mike Mayock can easily be wrong about that, but it's not just him. Uh, what who else did was saying? it? I think uh, you said Jaws. Um, who, <laughs> who? Yeah, Mike Mayock. There's who a, helped yeah, the Eagles hire Doug Peterson, by the way. So I mean, let's yeah. not just easily like dismiss his opinion because maybe the Eagles are actually considering that somehow. Uh I mean so there's there's a big difference in opinion here. I know guys like Ben doesn't they like Ben doesn't like Carson Wentz at all and that's fine. I mean, you know, he's watching the tape and he's seeing something that he just really doesn't like there. So so I see a lot of different opinions. So it kind of leaves me in a spot in the middle where I'm kind of arguing back and forth. I just think, you know, you walk away from this draft without a quarterback at the top and it kind of just makes me feel like, all right, what does this change like how does this move the needle like picking Vernon Hargraves at number eight, I mean fine, whatever, but like that's just it doesn't really move the needle maybe that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad pick. I just don't think you know even the best case scenario, it just really changes I just don't think it has such a big impact as it would as potentially getting that franchise quarterback, and I just think quarterback is such a huge need still I mean we're talking about Sam Bradford. You know, he could easily get hurt. He's on a one-year deal, essentially. Uh, You know, Chase Daniel isn't the answer either. I mean, it's it's just the fact that they paid Chase Daniel and Sam Bradford all this money in 2016 just doesn't really mean a whole lot beyond this year because there's no long-term answer still. And I think that's why the thirst for the quarterback is there. I think that's why uh, it's such a big need. I just, yeah, it is a need. It is a need. That's what I'm saying. It, it's it's the, but it's almost the only need because if you don't have a franchise quarterback, but what do you have?
0: This is what drives me nuts. It doesn't fucking matter. You can still build a team around something until you find that guy. Because if that is really your philosophy, then why don't you? Ta- why isn't every draft seven QBs until you find the guy? Then three of them end up on the practice squad. Uh, well, you're not going to win anyway. Then why do teams build and take other players? That's what I'm talking about. What are we talking about?
1: Well, that's extreme. I think that's a little extreme. Three, I think, then
0: Let's make yeah. it more realistic. Why don't NFL teams keep draft saying, three quarterbacks until they find out if they don't have one?
1: Well, some teams draft more than one. You look at the Redskins, they drafted <laughs> two. I mean, there are teams that draft multiple quarterbacks. And look, that, that kind of worked out for them. Now, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to say that I, I think Kirk Cousins is leading them to contention, but at least they found what they believe is a franchise quarterback. So when you look at the Eagles... It's just it's it's a rough spot because there you have like again you have this big difference of opinion. I can't tell you if you know these guys are going to be franchise quarterbacks or not. I know that's that's some great analysis you can only get here at BGN Radio, (laughs) but um,
0: more or less. Well, BLG, here is what I am saying though: more or less, I just think that if you are going to if you are going to do this this year, you you should allow it to come to you because there is no way, and this pretty much goes for every player. I just don't know what assets. And if you're talking about Fletcher Cox, like, that's Jesus.
1: You no, know? no, 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 no. No, yeah, I, no, that's
0: what I'm not not you. I'm just in general. Uh, whether it's that or first-round picks or any other picks here, you need more players. <laughs> you need more players. You don't need less of them. Yes, yes, They. I, I am 100% always will agree that quarterback is the only thing that is a real game-changing thing because that's what the league is. And, again, to that first point, There isn't that guy in this draft. He does. Well, that's what you said. I'm giving my opinion. I'm not hiding behind. Well, if they think it's the guy, then they got to go get him. Fuck that.
1: There is. That's true. I mean, that is true. It doesn't mean anything. It is true. It means nothing. If they, yeah, it does. If they think that's the guy, then you don't want to just sit back and be, you don't want to miss the, you can't miss the boat on the court. They thought Russell Wilson was the guy and they didn't get him. I think they got too cute with value. They thought he was going to be available, and he wasn't, and they missed the boat, and now they they should be kicking themselves for not getting him. I bring it up all the time. People are going to hate hearing it, but it's true. I mean, you missed the boat on the quarterback. like You're screwed. No,
0: I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, when people talk about, like it's, like, it's just the position. They're not looking at who's actually playing it. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. If all of these guys are the best thing, right, but why do they have to sit for a year? You know, you hear that constantly. Then why do they have to sit right away? Why does Jared Goff have to
1: sit? I don't think he has to. I don't think they have to. But I think you have the luxury of doing it because you have a short term. See, that's the, I guess there's there's people who want people who wanted the Eagles to you know sign like a stopgap like Chase Daniel and draft a rookie like whoever Jared Goff Carson Wentz whoever. I think those people weren't so much. You know, a fan of having of bringing Sam Bradford back. You know, I I wasn't a big fan of having Sam Bradford back. I think it's fine they brought him back on a short term deal like this, but to me, you know, it always goes back to, and we say this all the time, or at least I say this all the time, it's the Seahawks thing. You you have Bradford, he's your Matt Flynn. Uh, you have Chase Daniel, he's kind of your Charlie Whitehurst. You have rookie draft pick, possibly, prof- possibly in the first round. We don't know yet, but whoever you know you're. Basically, they're, I, we're saying this back before uh, we were arguing about Sam Bradford. I said they can't put all their eggs in one basket. Well, now they're doing what I, I think they should do, and they're putting their eggs in multiple baskets. That's the optionality we were talking about. I mean, but it's just, here's the other thing. When people talk about drafting a quarterback, it's just, it gets tough because when you start talking about these late-round picks and, like, you want to take a flyer on whoever, a uh, like guy from Stanford, Kevin Hogan, or whoever, like, History says like taking like those late round guys or those mid round guys, even it's just a waste of a pick most of the time. So we're talking about needing to draft a quarterback and not to single you out here, John, but you know, you're talking about picking a position player first or, or, or picking Zeke who I like in the first, but you get that guy and you're saying draft a quarterback later. Well, that picks probably just going to be a waste anyway. But that, and so is it, that's what I'm saying.
0: It just comes down to how you feel about the player. That's it. It is not about the position. It's not about anything because it's a waste of a pick if Carson Wentz or one of these guys doesn't pan out either. It's a waste of a first-round pick. But what if uh, Miles Jack or if what if Zeke does pan out? You know, it's the same thing. It's just, it's just based on evaluation, and I think people get too much, like way too ingrained with positions and value of whatever those things are. There are five guys that are game changers in this draft. Get one of those five. I don't care who it is. That's it. Don't, and it shouldn't be because, well, there's Sam Bradford, there's all these other questions. That's not what you should be doing at this point. It's not. I mean, it's just there's – you you have to continue to try – it like, look, I, I, I understand. If you don't draft a quarterback in the first round percentage-wise, it doesn't look good. But that's also because all the quarterbacks go in the first round. It's almost kind of arbitrary. You know, like that's same with like the second round. It keeps getting less and less. Yes, because less and less quarterbacks are picked in those rounds. If everybody picked quarterbacks in the third round, then that's where you would get a quarterback. So to me, it is just, it gets way too condensed into paint by numbers draft. Like have an opinion on these quarterbacks, have an opinion on these players. It's not just like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's very position by position. Everybody's philosophy is completely different. And you have to take it draft by draft. It's not just a a, a thing here where you're going like, okay, Carson Wentz is going to gonna save us here, and, and that's that. And then you can move on and worry about the positional players next year, not when the better talent is in front of you. That's just, again, it's just my opinion on this year's class. And I think a lot of people's, and Brandon's too, like, I, you know, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying, I, I, at least oh, I'm right. Just, well, Brandon's always right. Uh, I'm. It, it is not... I, it's not the year to do it. And I just feel like the Eagles are always a year behind of what they need to do. So maybe, and maybe that is drafting a quarterback. Like I said, and I said it with Jeff too, if it's there, I will eventually come around to, okay. Yeah. I, I, maybe golf was the right call there. Maybe Wentz was the right call there, depending on who goes in front of him, That might be the the best idea because after that, then you're dealing with Jack Lawson, who's could be up or down or, Buckner or an offensive tackle or something that couldn't be as impactful then yeah try and group the quarterback at that point but I don't know I'm still not I'm still not I'm not trained and you know what's funny is because uh yeah BLG had posted this this case came from uh who is this Mike Sando over at ESPN so there was a big chunk and you know his two surprise things is that the Eagles trade Fletcher Cox that's why I wanted to talk about it the second thing was, and I, I thought this was pretty funny, the Eagles will trade a third-round pick to the Chiefs for Jamal Charles. Uh, and that that immediately went, ah, that's funny. That's hilarious. And then I see that BLG put a poll down there, and there are seven, almost 1,800 of you dummies that would <laughs> do that trade, take Jamal Charles for a third-round pick, and you're screaming about not taking Ezekiel Elliott in the first round? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with this fan base, at BLG?
1: I just don't know. I mean, like... We're talking about Ezekiel Elliott, and that's a 20-year-old who, who, could, who could play and have a nice long career. And then we're talking about Jamal Charles, who was coming off a major injury, turns 30 this December. I mean, just no. I mean, you already have running backs on the roster who are, who are old and who need to be replaced. I mean, you know, Ryan Matthews is going to be, what, 29 this fall? Darren Sproles turns 33 in June. I mean, those guys, you can't get through a season with those guys. How are you gonna? How are you gonna feel good about trying to get through a season with Charles, who is very good when healthy? And if you're getting him for like a six round pick, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously anyone does does that trade. But you know, third round, I think you're just better off getting a running back who is going to be around for <laughs> the considerable future. Just I I don't get where that trade's
0: going. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that, that's okay. I mean, like like you said, slow news days. Sometimes you got to come up with some things. Uh, I'm just more shocked that people are like, oh yeah, let's do that. There are some of you. He even said, yeah, I would do both of those deals. I think you should go take a lap and then go take a nap and then turn off the podcast and then think <laughs> about what you're doing because good gracious. I mean, like it's a, it's kind of all over the place. But uh, speaking of that, I want to continue with the, the draft narrative themes. And I I picked my biggest pet peeve was that, yeah, I was like, well, if this franchise likes the quarterback, go <laughs> get him. I was like, God, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, I had you uh, guys check in, too. Uh, certain buzzword, according to sources from uh, Rob Little. What do you think? According to sources, I think that's good. I don't even think that's a drafting blg. I think that's kind of just all around there. I know there's a lot of Twitter reporters out there, but uh, according to sources, that you sick of that?
1: Yeah, uh, my 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 least favorite is just the not even my least favorite thing is when people just put stuff out there and then don't even like cite where it's from, like an article or like like this like we talked about this bogus rumor. With the uh, Todd McShay thing yesterday, it's like you just have people tweeting like, "Oh, well, Todd McShay said this thing," and then I'm, you know, I, I go to ask people like, "Okay, where did you see that?" and I don't get a response, or there's there's just no source material, there's no video, there's no uh, link to an article, there's just nothing. And then you have people reacting to that and like getting worked up, like "Oh no, we're going to trade up for Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott." Like, "Oh, the Eagles are so dumb." I mean, like, this isn't even like a real. <laughs> it's not even a real rumor. It's not so a real thing. That's one of my least favorite
0: things. <laughs> uh, Dave Mangels checking in off the chart intangibles. I "Quote," and this is literally, <laughs> literally impossible. Yes, I, I, I agree. I think that's a good one. Oh, I forgot my my mo- my second most favorite one that's been like picking up a lot of steam this off season: allocation of resources. And I know we it, it, it and trust me, I'm making fun of everybody, including myself on this allocation of resources, which is just a smarter, nicer way of saying need. Right. I mean, and it really goes against the philosophy because most of those things that I was reading CBS uh, draft stuff yesterday, just to kind of see what was out there. And they kept everywhere I saw it, was just like, well, it wouldn't be a good allocation of resources for this team to take blah. I'm just like, oh, what does that mean? And then they go in on Twitter and then they preach best player available. Which also is bullshit. It doesn't exist. It's best available player for what they think their scheme. I mean, it's just like everybody's board's different from that. There's no like one master board that everybody <laughs> comes from. It's like, oh yeah, I'll take that best available player. Uh, it, you know, it's just it. It drives me nuts. Allocation of resources is is such an annoying. I'm at the annoyed phrase part of this. BLG, do you have a problem with allocation of resources?
1: I have a problem with something similar to that. That's. Uh the Eagles have, or any team, but in this case, the Eagles have too many needs to take position X. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, Exactly, like, you idiot! <laughs> first of all, the draft is about long-term anyway, so you're not looking at... I mean, obviously, you, you there's some respect to short-term positions and things like that, and obviously the Eagles aren't going to draft a tight end, especially high, because they already have a billion, and they, they've spent a lot into that position. But, I mean, you can't say that you have too many needs to, to not draft a certain position. And really that comes into play with quarterback. Like I hear that a lot. The Eagles have too many needs to address the quarterback position. I mean, that that's the only position or that's the biggest position, at least if you're, if you're not going to say it's the only position that matters, it's the biggest position of importance. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of hearing they have too many needs to address it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or like they can't, Uh, you know, they can't uh, take the risk on the better athlete. They just have to go with player X. It's <laughs> just like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Seriously, just uh, draft good players. I know it sounds it sounds easy, but it is indeed hard. I, you know what? I think we're just gonna kind of wrap this thing up here. BLG, any uh, kind of final thoughts as we're trying to inch and claw our way to the draft uh, without the, you know, the rumors and the takes and the whatnot.
1: I have one more thing that annoys me. When you have people like Brandon Lee Gowen and, and John Barchard go on BGN radio and just talk about things they don't even know about and just just act like they know everything. I mean, that really bothers me.
0: What a bunch of jerks. What a bunch of dicks, you know, starting their own podcast and talking about their own opinions. What a, <laughs> what a bunch of jerks. Yeah. You know what, Brandon? Stop. Stop making article making people read articles on <laughs> bleeding Can you just stop that? Uh, because then they have to comment about it and then it takes like 10 to 15 minutes out of their day and oh Uh yeah by the way I mean it's, it's also interesting too and I, I apologize to everybody that I know we went long with like the the Sixer stuff last week it was I just I it, that's one of the reasons it's it, when it's slow in the off season. I figured we're all you know just kind of four for four for the most parts but uh I apologize that was taken up by the the Sixers talking, but uh, just to interrupt that one more time because I was going through some of the comments the other day, and there are this is this is my basic thing, and I, f- I feel it resonates with the Eagles and basically all things sports here is that we're getting to the point now, and um, and I've said this earlier just with all the Fletcher Cox stuff that the other bad thing that we're used to is now the good thing to do now, and I know that sounds a little confusing, huh. but basically you are going from like okay. Hey, this Chip Kelly thing was bad, and it didn't work, and I want to get rid of it, and I'm with you. But that doesn't mean that the other bad philosophies that you went through in the awful like 2010 and 11 drafts means that's okay. Because Sam Hinkie is not here, and because Brett Brown possibly won't be here in the next couple of years, doesn't mean you should be a fan of Doug Collins and that run that that, that you know barely happened. You know, you want to find you want to find the next best thing, not the last worst thing that you're used to doing. I've, I feel like those are those. That's kind of what happening uh, around this Eagles football team right now. And you just just stop, stop, you got to see the, you got to see the benefits of, of doing something else, not just doing something bad. And I think that's why we kind of, I think that's why I'm so against the QBs in this draft. It's just like, I think it's, I think it's a mistake. I think this is again, a, a year where it, and I, and I hear about it a lot. I see like, well, Blake Bortles, nobody thought he was good, and now he's in Jacksonville, now they have the quarterback. Eh, eh, maybe. <laughs> you know, I think he's improving, but uh, I'm not ready to declare that yet, and if you're telling me that that's a better philosophy, that's like the do what the Jacksonville Jaguars did and reach on a quarterback, man, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? You can build a team. You can build an NFL team while you're looking for an NFL, you know, or <laughs> while you're looking for a quarterback. You can. It is possible to do these things. Even Brandon's favorite example, like Seattle, and a a lot of it gets designated into, well, their defense was really good. Yeah, and they won them a couple games, and Marshawn Lynch won them a couple games, and that's true, but they were able to compete and form that awesome defense, which didn't really take flight, which people didn't really notice until they got Russell Wilson until they started scoring points then the defense looked incredible then they got a lot of credit for what they're doing but without Russell Wilson that team doesn't go anywhere but it doesn't all, but my point is you can also build those things until you find the right quarterback so and that's what i'm urging and hopefully the eagles can and will do and i'm sure we'll be talking about it lots and lots uh, more leading up to the draft party which once again is happening at Nick's Rose Beef in the Northeast, Cotman Avenue, 2210, 7 p.m. Philly Influencer, Sean Brace, that whole crew are going to be going live and you can be a part of the broadcast starting at 820. So be there or be square. For myself, John Barcher, for Mr. Brandon Lee want to thank everybody out there listening to BGN Radio number 158 right here on bleedinggreennation.com.
1: You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.
0: Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcast, and we thank you for choosing ours.